dominant, dominant performance from Anthony Davis. Um, he puts up 53 points. The Lakers win their third game in a row. I believe they've won now eight out of 10. Uh, didn't get to record after the Milwaukee game. A statement win in Milwaukee on the road to kind of come back from a season that was teetering, that was on the brinks. When you start two and nine, your margins are extremely low. But man, I don't even, I have a bunch of notes, but I think, you know, most of this is going to just be on uh, just being amazed on AD kind of reaching this, this pinnacle, uh, this level. And so, you know, I think I want to start kind of when I was thinking watching these games and just going back to the 2020 season, I think, you know, this might be the best offensive rhythm I think AD has been in and the bubble kind of gets the bubble playoffs gets, you know, seen as this one off and, you know, it obviously the mid range shooting, I'm not sure if it'll ever reach that point again, the isolation scoring, but this may be even better. And, you know, I think him being paired with a coach like Darwin Ham, who's really opened up and empowered Anthony Davis on offense. I think that combination has kind of led to this and obviously him getting healthy, but he is in a groove and a flow to where I remember when he had like nine points in the first quarter and I just, you could tell there's a, there's a point, And this is usually the age that superstars kind of get here, right? Anthony Davis is 29 or 30. This is kind of the age that, you know, the game really slows down into where they're, it's at like that peak of where their knowledge of the game kind of peaks with their athleticism, right? And you get this just pure dominance and you, you saw this with other, other superstars, other world-class athletes as well. Um, and I think we're starting to get that with AD, even if the jumper comes and goes and man, does it look good right now? It looks on balance and his jumper has always looked way better than I think the result that it actually goes into. And, you know, there's obviously different reasonings for that, but the jumper is going down and just the rhythm of where he's getting his points. I mean, he's at, he was at 32 points on 60% shooting um, the last 10 games coming in. And obviously tonight he puts in 53 on a 21 for 29. I mean, AD just, I mean, we remember we were having these conversations about AD having, you know, two shot attempts, three shot attempts in second halves of games, 29 shot attempts tonight in Washington, 27 shot attempts against the Milwaukee Bucks. You can just tell there's a, there's a flow, there's a rhythm, and there's just the stuff that, you know, we're starting to run for him that uh, it's all starting to really come together. And I think the number one thing is the offense and the system that's kind of put him in position to be this aggressive. He's obviously played center every single minute that he's on the, been on the floor this year. And I think that's just really opened up stuff to where he'll bring the ball up and he's just no longer reliant really on a guard at all times to get him the basketball. Obviously those post seals and stuff, he still needs a guy to throw it to him, but there's a bunch of plays tonight. You watch and he'll get the rebound, doesn't outlet it, goes straight into Porzingis, who's obviously not a very quick t- twitch big, but you know he's been a good defender this year. And he'll go right into his chest, into a floater, or you know he'll go to the basket and get to the line. Um, and all this stuff is kind of combining to. And I don't know if this is a hot take, but I think this is the best offensive rhythm that we've seen AD uh, in a Laker jersey. And I know that 2020 season, I, I know that that was a great you know offensive season for him. Uh, but I, I still don't think like he was at this level of just just a pure dominance on all over the floor. And again, the jumper was here and there uh, in that year. But the offensive rebound, the putbacks, the all those little flip shots that he's had at the rim, he's back shooting uh, really well at the line. 
And another just crazy stat um, from Kyle Dooney tweeted out from Lakers PR. Anthony Davis is the first Laker to score at least 40 points in back-to-back games since Kobe in 2013. And that's a, just a ridiculous stat. And usually, you know, the, the big men who score 40 are kind of either quasi-big men or wings or they're, you know, your Jokic's and your Embiid's. And those are kind of the centers that really go out, you know, and drop 40. Um, and it still feels like AD gets it through the offense and, you know, having him kind of come up the floor with the basketball, it just, it, it looks really nice. And he's in just this, this groove. And obviously the team has needed it. They've needed every single point uh, from him in these last two games. And, you know, this, these last two seasons have been rough to kind of watch. And, you know, the, I think Anthony Davis came into this season on the ESPN rankings, you know, ranked 20th in the league or, you know, and something like that um, where, you know, obviously that was more because of the health concerns and, and we really just got a FU season this year. This has been the, uh, this is everything I think you can ask. And, you know, people want trades and stuff like that. And I think a big check mark was like, what is Anthony Davis? And, you know, I think a lot of people were hoping from a top 10 player. This is a top five, close to best player in the league type of production. This is two-way stuff. If you watch us on defense when he's off the floor, I mean, it is an absolute struggle. Uh, he's taking away the rim. He is switching out on guys. We're starting three guards and Patrick Beverly, um, Dennis Schroeder, uh, and Lonnie Walker. And, you know, that just puts a ton of pressure. And then you also watch LeBron kind of wave in and out of engagement on defense. So it's a lot of AD covering the ground. And just this this two-way play, I think, is just the best uh, I've seen him in a Laker uniform. These last two years have been tough. They've been rough to watch. There's been injuries. I think he played like 19 games one of the seasons. Or, you know, he's played like extremely low amount of games. And I think, you know, this kind of ascension into this player is is everything. It's franchise altering. It's, you know, it changes everything your, of your kind of view um, of the season. And I think, you know, him, he's the best player on the Lakers right now. And that's, you know, with LeBron James on the team. And I think that's, a, that's such a huge jump uh, from, I think, you know, most fans' expectations and from what they kind of saw coming into this year and he's just stepped it up and his jumper's been there and you know that he had the back injury early on obviously that you know really limited him and again we saw these like two you know two shot attempt three shot attempt second halves Lakers were blowing leads um but this is what your you know superstars are supposed to do like the Lakers started two and nine um they had two separate five game losing streaks that feels like a million years ago uh Utah obviously was the number one seed like the the NBA season is extremely long, and I think LeBron and AD have entered and put their stamp, kind of, especially AD has put his stamp uh, on this season, and uh, we're seeing the result of that. And we'll see if the Lakers kind of, you know, um, bring in reinforcements and make moves, and I think those are all, those all have, you know, side effects and, you know, unintended consequences or, you know, unintended impacts and effects then that we can't really see right now, but you have one of the best, you have maybe the best player in the game. Like that's a statement the Lakers can go out and say right now. And maybe that changes, you know, we'll see Again, it's a long season. He's been incredible. Hopefully this can kind of keep up, but none of this feels fluky to me. None of this feels like something that's, you know, going away anytime soon. None of this feels like stuff that he can't continue to do, right? These aren't, this isn't him hitting an extreme amount of jump shots, or this isn't him hitting an extreme level from three. This isn't him, you know, doing stuff that's, not in his wheelhouse, in his bag. This is all stuff that AD can do on a nightly basis. And yeah, like sometimes 
if he shoots 30 times and he's this efficient like he did tonight, he's going to have 50-point games. Um, but I think, you know, that's the that's the biggest thing to me is that none of this looks like it's out of his realm. You know, like there's times where a guy can have a huge game. Like even the 50-point game in the title year, not to, not to downplay that, but that was a lot of like, I think he went to the free throw line a bajillion times against Minnesota, right? You couldn't really handle him down low. It was Carl Anthony Towns. And I think he went to the free throw, time, free throw line like 20 times or something like that in that game. This was all just, I'm catching it down low, and there's absolutely nothing you can do. Porzingis, again, has been a good defender this year. He's a 7'3", 7'2", whatever the hell he's listed at. Um, but he had no chance. I mean, you could see AD go through the body. You could see him use his handle. He has a step back. He has a step through. Um, and... The Lakers have moved completely toward a pick and roll offense, which has just opened up his game and his, and he's been empowered to kind of work, work in that in the way that he wants to, and he's finding spaces where that works, and uh, it's been just beautiful basketball to watch, and we'll see if the Lakers can continue to get wins for him, because he should be in all these conversations, these MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, yada yada, if if the wins can kind of come to supplement that. Um, but I think that's the that's the huge thing. It, this this doesn't feel fluky at all. I think AD has kind of found a sweet spot. He's found a place where the offense kind of works for him. He's found his kind of role in it, and he stepped up. You know, I think you know there was a. It felt like a far fetch to kind of think of AD passing LeBron as the best player. And look in a playoff series, I think he'll still kind of go to LeBron as you know the driver or the you know the the main kind of playmaker because that's kind of how the how the playoffs work, they kind of divulge into these one-on-one situations and you kind of still want your best ball handler making your decisions out of that. But AD has, you know, stepped up and he's put the team on his back these last few games. I mean, you look at these numbers against Milwaukee, 27 shot attempts, 44 points against maybe the two other defensive player of the year leaders in Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, and he puts up 44 in that one, 27 shot attempts, you know, 18 for 27 10 rebounds. He puts up 15 rebounds uh, again tonight in a game where they almost kind of blow it and let, let Washington uh, back in and, you know, and kind of to transition, just obviously we're going to stick on AD, but I think, you know, him and LeBron, uh, LeBron, you could tell is starting to uh, hopefully, you know, these little tic-tac injuries don't pile up. I mean, the, the fall in the fourth quarter was a little scary. He seemed fine, but you know, LeBron and AD starting to, uh, AD is obviously at this peak level, and we'll see how high it goes. But LeBron going up in a linear way, I think, is so important. And we've kind of seen what that looks like tonight. And obviously, I'd be remiss not to mention Bradley Beal went out extremely early uh, with, a, I believe, right hamstring soreness. Um, and obviously, he's a huge part of why their offense craters uh, if he's not on the floor. But, uh, but again, I think, you know, when you're at this level with the Lakers, you're kind of playing yourself. So you're kind of trying to build habits that that make sense and you know LeBron starting to you know raise his level and he really struggled to shoot to start the season but he's picked it up and he's become more of a point guard I think he was a big for a lot of that early on session and if you watch tonight a lot of point guard play uh from LeBron a lot of pick and roll him and AD have kind of I think even more than we've seen even combined all the last two seasons they started to run a lot of actions together. Um, and, you know, with AD becoming just the role man that he's become and the offensive option. And uh, Darvin Ham over the summer talked about how AD would become the focal point of the offense. And I think that always got misconstrued as 
the guy you give the ball to, you know, at the top of the key or in the post. Um, but this is how you run an offense through Anthony Davis without uh, – you never really are running your offense through a center unless you're like Nikola Jokic or something. But, like, this is how you run it. It's all pick and roll. It's him as a roll man, as a threat as the roll man. And it's opened up a bunch of opportunities. God, if Patrick Beverly can – or uh, if Patrick Beverly could hit a shot, it would it'd be great. But LeBron and AD starting to – regain that chemistry and um you know the the numbers on how many games those two have played together in the last few seasons have been extremely low i think it was what 27 last season i believe it was like 21 or something the year before um and you're seeing their chemistry as well as a duo start to start to increase and you know they're two in row on this road trip this six game road trip where i think 500 would have been taken by a lot of laker fans um and you know darvin ham has really started to play with those two as what they can do together. And I think, you know, people have been clamoring from the pick and roll, you know, for the last few seasons for them. And they've started to found places where they can run that, especially on the side, in the middle of the floor. And, you know, it's it's just great to watch them as a duo really figure it out again. And this feels very familiar to 2020. This feels like one of the, the best duo in the league starting to kind of figure it out. And LeBron obviously isn't all the way there yet. You can see the finishing still not get to where he wants to. You could see him get frustrated, uh, not have the lift that he wants, see if the ankle is kind of bothering him. But um, those two came out with a statement these last two games. These were extremely – I thought the I thought the Milwaukee game was a statement win in absolute, like we're still here kind of game. A uh, We're still two of the five or six or seven whatever best players in the league, and we're going to just physically dominate you uh, in a way that you cannot stop us. And I thought, again – just tonight, we saw a lot of that. LeBron getting to the basket, getting and ones, and you saw the two thunderous dunks. Um, I think him and AD are starting to really figure it out, and and that's that's scary, and that really should have the front offices looking to invest, you know, in this team. And I don't like to talk about trades, but uh, I think those two guys finding their niche and finding, you know. Um, finding the way to work together again as, you know, as the duo has been just incredible to watch as the team kind of fills in around them, as they gel around them. Uh, those two have been, you know, carrying these last two games. Um, you know, I'll get into the, the late game stuff. I think, you know, we're still struggling with our starting lineup and our closing lineup, but those two have shown that they're here and they're ready to kind of take over this season and invest in this season and, you know, have this season mean something in terms of being competitive in it and give themselves a chance, give this duo a chance. And they, LeBron again is, we'll see how, you know, that ankle kind of holds up, but it looks like he's really rounding into form. You can see his point guard play start to come back His the bounce passes to AD They're They're all a lot more in rhythm now, a lot more crisp. He had no turnovers, obviously against Milwaukee. Not sure tonight. Don't, don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but um, you could see the passing kind of come back to it. You could see him get back to the rim. You could see him get to the line again. And the jumper looks a lot better than it did to start the season. I think he was shooting like 20% to start the season. So him and Anthony Davis being just a destroyer of worlds, that's what you invest in. You have maybe two of the – you have maybe the, the guy playing the best basketball in the league and then LeBron like right under there. You have a chance any night. Um, that Milwaukee win I think set the tone – for the road trip that could have easily been a one even when they were up at halftime it could have been easily a game that you kind of let it slip Milwaukee went on a run took a lead that's a game the Lakers lose early in the year 100 percent that's a game that they 
don't they aren't even in honestly last year but that's a game they lose early earlier in the year and I think those two kind of have you know put the team on their back and that's kind of what superstars do um and I think we're seeing them put their stamp on the season uh and it's you know barely December there's still a lot of you know basketball left and it's usually the Western Conference is a lot more separated by now. Usually teams have, you know, have have taken some space um, in terms of if you start uh, with such a terrible record. But, you know, they've won eight of their last ten. Not all great opponents, but you beat Milwaukee. I mean, you get any road win. Washington, I believe, was three games over 500 um, or, or something. Coming, or or maybe not. Let me check the Washington. I'm not sure what Washington was, but they aren't like a terrible team. They're not a bottom dweller. They're not one of those Orlando's or San Antonio's, even without, you know, Bradley Beal. Um, again, Kyle Kuzma, I thought, played really well. Porzingis has been solid, but those two have, you know, have really put their stamp on the season, and I hope uh, I hope that can continue, and I hope, you know, this team gets a chance, and again, you hear all this stuff about trades, but, you know, this team deserves, like, to be talked about as its current construction, and I think we're really kind of finding stuff that that's working um and to move on for that man Lonnie Walker uh Lonnie goes on you know Lonnie goes on these like solo scoring runs which they kind of you know you kind of don't really notice it until the end kind of how important those are and he had this against Milwaukee as well I think in the third quarter well Milwaukee really threw their best punch uh they came all the way back to take a lead I think they went up even three and Lonnie just you know, comes right down. We run a little, you know, side action for him. He takes a three, hits another three, um, uses his athleticism in transition. And, you know, we're, I think, you know, this whole LeBron and AD era, we've kind of been looking for like the third star, quote unquote. And, you know, Lonnie's not a star, at least not yet. Um, but, you know, his production has been absolutely uh, unreal. Uh, he's shooting 46% from three in the last 14 games. That three-pointer looks legit. But I think just, like, if you're going to, like, mold the, like, archetype of player you want next to LeBron and AD, you have a couple things you're looking for. Like, you're looking for a guy who can hit a pull-up jump shot. You're looking for a guy that can create off the dribble. And you're looking for a guy that can hit a spot-up three. And Lonnie kind of checks all of those. And obviously, you obviously want him to play defense as well. I think Lonnie has been as good as you can ask on the defensive end. And he's been – he had, I think, 20-plus tonight again. And his points all – uh, come right in the flow of the offense. Nothing looks forced. Nothing looks like, yeah, he was seven for 10, 20 points, four for four on three, just a super smooth game, gets a few dunks in transition, gets to the rim and just elevates over guys. Um, and he gets to the line as well, just puts a ton of pressure on the defense. And again, the team's starting to mold. People are starting to understand their roles and where shots come from and where they're going to get their baskets at. And that's kind of what happens when you're able to stay healthy and you're you're able to have a rotation that, you know, has, you know, guys that can play consistently together. Um, I think this was like the 36th or 37th, you know, Russell Westbrook, LeBron AD game, which is insane to kind of think about. Um, but, you know, Lonnie Walker, like just getting his points within rhythm, uh, 20 tonight, 14 in, against Milwaukee, um, just huge ball games in, in both games that the Lakers needed. But his offense coming just through the flow um, is kind of the exact archetype you kind of want. And I think, He's a guy that I think I've had penned as a starter uh, weeks ago. And I think he just fits really nicely. And, you know, when you're going through the season, you're trying to find stuff that sticks. And I think Lonnie Walker's offense absolutely just sticks. 
next to those guys. And he can shot create a little bit. Talked about the three-point shooting. I don't think it'll stay this high or this high. Obviously, he started a little bit cold. But, again, shooting almost 50%. That's going to – 46%. That's going to go up, obviously, hitting all four of his threes tonight. And he's just an absolute beast in transition. Just um, elite finisher. I think when there was one play where Patrick Beverly threw it up to him, there was a guy back, and he just made a business decision – and Lonnie Walker was able to rise up and get the jam on him. Um, and he elevates so high. And even in the half court, he does a lot of that where uh, he'll back cut. And once he gets the ball, it's over. Uh, it's an elevation dunk. And those are just stuff that, you know, not even last year's team, but, you know, just team, this team misses, uh, especially, you know, with the guards that we have that all the other guards aren't super athletic types. And Lonnie Walker would be able to bring that type of athleticism to the guard position and looking, you know, like a 1% athlete next to, LeBron and even AD is, is an insane thing to think about for a player. And if he can put it all together, uh, he's obviously um, far outkicked his uh, taxpayer MLE contract. Uh, that you can you can kiss that contract <laughs> goodbye. He's far outkicked that. But uh, his his production has been just huge, and he's found you know he's found his role with this team. And I think that's what's so cool about you know watching this team kind of pick it up and win eight out of 10. I'm not sure if last year's team had any kind of stretch like that, but they're starting to find things and find guys that, you know, they find their role and they find their niche in within the team, within the offense, within the flow, like AD can have his 50 point game and Lonnie's able to still find, you know, shots that gets him up to 20 points. Like that's the type of stuff you want to find as the season kind of goes on. And I think, you know, we're starting to find that uh, we're starting to find that rhythm uh, with, with a lot of our players. Um, and he, he's, He's been extremely consistent uh, with that. Um, and then, you know, just a, just a few more things. You know, Russell Westbrook, just another – I think he's found his niche as well off the bench. They have him playing these, you know, these lineups with, like, Wenyon and TB who are just absolute 100 miles per hour players. And I think our team just needs that. Uh, and I love that next to LeBron as well. LeBron, the, the LeBron-led units have been really bad to start this year. They, they play extremely slow. Obviously, his pace is slow, so they kind of take on the character of his, you know, of his game. Uh, but I just love pairing him. So they had a lineup. Uh, they had LeBron, Dennis, um, Troy Brown. I think it was Wenyon and TB next to him. And all those other guys are just runners. They're just going to run the floor. Dennis still kind of plays a little slower than I think his game should dictate. But those other guys are just fast, and it kind of sped up. Uh, it kind of sped LeBron up as well. And I thought that was like the best second unit kind of lineup. Or I think Austin was in there as well. Sorry. Um, but that just kind of sped the game up a little bit and it got LeBron going downhill. He got some nice passes to those guys and Russ has been leading those units. And I think it just, it's been fantastic for him. I think he's able to create, I think he had five assists in like three minutes. They're kind of gaining this chemistry together. Uh, him, TB and Wenyon have this like, uh, awesome synergy together as like they know exactly when to cut and when to screen and you know we we run these like double drag screens with with all three of them and it kind of allows Russ you want to like with Russell Westbrook you're never going to cage him into a structured kind of offense but you want to at least structure it as much as you can and so what we've done is we put him in these like double drag screens with, you know, with Russ and Russ, TB and Wenyon, and he can kind of pick which side of the screen he wants to run. It's limited his turnovers um, for the, for the most part. Uh, obviously when the game kind of gets free flowing, his turnovers kind of rise as well. But, you know, in that kind of second quarter, 
and the end of the third quarters uh, where we've kind of been going on these little bit of runs, he's been a part of that. He's, you know, uh, he's running that unit as well at, in a really nice fashion. You know, they put Austin Reeves and Lonnie next to him to kind of add some half-court ball handling, right, when, like, Russ, a lot of times, sometimes he'll get stuck and he needs, like, another guard to just throw it to so they can kind of create in more of, like, a standard, you know, one screen, pick, roll, shoot kind of offense. But, you know, he's he's done his job. He's bought in and, you know, the defense, I think, is still a struggle sometimes off the ball. And I still have a lot of concerns with, you know, him closing games. Like, I, I still think that trio, which they played a lot better together, I still think those three just closing together, it's a, it's a really rough mix because if Russ is on the floor it causes LeBron and AD to be jump shooters and I think that's just a tough mix but I think you know he's found that that role in that second unit and uh he's bought in and credit to the Ham, to Russell Westbrook to the leadership on this team kind of to to keep them through that through that tough start um and you know I still and uh I'll close on this because I think you know as great as these wins have been I think the Milwaukee win was awesome I think you know I think tonight again I think Never thought the Wizards were winning this one. I think the the Lakers stopped playing defense in the middle of the third quarter. This became a back and forth, just uh, let's just score back and forth, and we'll you know we'll we'll try try at the end kind of game, which is extremely frustrating and annoying. And I'm sure Jarvin Ham was pretty not geek to like have to play AD and LeBron in the fourth quarter. Uh, but that's kind of the game that this kind of divulges to, and that's usually how like 25 to 30 point games in the NBA turn to. Both teams know like this is just a back and forth. The Lakers, you know, uh, when they take their foot off the gas, they they really just stop, you know, they really just stop driving. So uh, the Wizards were able to come back. Um, but, you know, the starting lineup, I think, is, is interesting. Dennis Schroeder came back. And I, you know, I think this is important. Dennis Schroeder came back, and he came in for Troy Brown, which means it was Dennis, Patrick Beverly, and Lonnie Walker uh, next to LeBron and AD. The Wizards went up five, I believe, and I think this was also combined with Patrick Beverly picking up his second foul and the Lakers came and then the um, and then I believe Russ or someone came in and it kind of became more you know standard lineup but uh, I think those are just I think we're still just too small and I think again when the Wizards came back uh, obviously our you know engagement and our aggressiveness wasn't what it was to start the game but I still think you know Kyle Kuzma just going to the rim and shooting right over Dennis Schroeder shooting (laughs) and shooting right over Patrick Beverly that's a that's a tough thing to do against really good teams. And we're about to play some really good teams. Um, Cleveland, Toronto are up next. And I, you, I just don't think you can play those lineups against those teams with that, with the talent uh, they have Siakam and, you know, Donovan Mitchell and those guys are just going to cook. Uh, they're gonna cook a lot of people, but I think we're just too, too small. Um, and I don't think we're gaining any of the positives of being small. So if you're small, usually you're, you know, you're quicker, you have uh, more skill, which means more shooting. Um, and we're not really getting that and you know Pat Bev and and Dennis I think they're defending well I think they have a spot in this rotation at in some capacity Uh, I thought it was great oh not great but uh, I think it was a it was the correct decision not to play Kendrick Nunn tonight I think that was right I don't think you can fit six guards into this rotation uh, when we're already so small when we're already playing AD full-time at center Um, but you know, Kendrick Nunn didn't play, which, you know, is a sign to me. I think that's what's going to be going forward, see if JTA can kind of enter this rotation at all. But uh, I think that starting lineup, I I still think, you know, I I was surprised after such a big win in Milwaukee uh, to switch it up, I thought was surprising. Troy Brown, again, never going to be loud. I just think he he's probably our third best re- – or second or third best rebounder behind 
uh, LeBron and AD, at least at the guard position for sure. And uh, well, he only had, well, and uh, I just think like we just need a little bit more size um, to kind of start those games, but can't be too you know upset. I think Darvin Ham's tinkering with the lineups and he's found a he's found a second unit that really kind of works. Uh, so it feels like he's just trying to survive those first few minutes to to kind of get that second unit rotation. Hasn't uh, we'll see if it kind of burns them going forward, but uh, that's kind of I think the thinking for him right now. It looks like he's really found these second units that have found some chemistry, that found some groove, and uh, and it's you know it's helping the team kind of stay in these games and and keep up with the competition. So, but I still think the starters are just they're, they're too small. We'll we'll see if that that burns them going forward. But starters are just just way too too small, um, and it puts a ton of pressure on LeBron and AD to be all world defensively. And he'd like to just take a little bit off their plate uh, uh, because of the offensive load um, that they have. Uh, but, you know, the Lakers, you know, they win, they get their third win in a row. That Indiana game, man, that is frustrating. Or there'd be a, I believe it'd be like a seven or eight game win streak if you, <laughs> if that shot uh, just doesn't go in. But Lakers win, I think, you know, they're, I think they were ninth in defense coming in. Um, we'll see where that goes with, with the points that the Wizards have scored. But, uh, the team is team is building, and you know again the, the trades have kind of dominated the the conversation. Uh, but it feels like you know this team is is molding into whatever the best case that it it could be. The talent obviously uh, discrepancy isn't going anywhere, but LeBron AD playing at this you know level, especially Anthony Davis, uh, you have a chance every night. Um, and the Lakers are slowly creeping back up the standings. I think they're like two or three games back from like the four seed. I think they're only like a game back in the loss column from a lot of these teams above them. They're building and they're growing. And um, and we may be seeing just the best Anthony Davis season of his career, which is a crazy thing to say for a guy who has the accolades that he does. Um, but he may be just reaching that, fulfilling that potential that, you know, everyone thought he would. And uh, it's been incredible, incredible to watch. AD, um, again, uh, make sure I have the uh, exact... Uh, stats for you 53 points um tonight oh sorry 55 points uh tonight and uh just want to give him that credit and close with that 55 points 22 for 30 just 17 rebounds um amazing amazing night for him so uh but this has been all for me tonight uh thank you guys for listening uh make sure you're subscribed to the super screen roll uh podcast feed and i will see you after the next game